Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome once again. It's Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski. Mike Kapler is with me, the Cap. And uh, hey, we're ready to sit down and chat about this wonderful love, the unconditional love of God, the acceptance of you know, just the way that he accepts us and loves us, you know, apart from our behavior. Now, I know that that turns some heads sometimes. That makes people scratch their heads. It makes people, it makes some people's heads blow up, Cap, to the idea that God accepts people apart from their behavior. But let's dig into this a little bit. And uh, I, I I think we got some good scriptures and some good stuff to share about the lo- the unconditional love, the grace, and the acceptance of God. And uh, Maybe we'll, you know, you don't have to agree with us if you're listening out there, uh, but maybe we'll have some food for thought. And if you have any comments, anything that you'd like to say, uh, feel free to to get a hold of us, too. And you can uh, get all the information at graceroots.org as to how to get a hold of us. And, of course, uh, an archive of all our past programs there as well at graceroots.org. Yeah, I don't even agree with myself most of the time, so it's okay. It's okay if you don't agree with us. I'm always arguing with myself, Joel, and I hate that. I can't even get along with myself, let alone anybody else. But, you know, and and just to, as we move ahead here, is your behavior important? Is what you do important? Yeah, it, but it's it's not in relation to what we're talking about today, and that is God's love and acceptance for you and I. Our behavior how well or how poorly we live our lives has nothing to do with God's love and acceptance of us. And that's what we'll be moving forward with here today. Yeah, you know, um, I take a look at the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ. We have this view, this understanding of Christianity. I mean, at least in much of the church, a big, large part of our understanding is that Christianity is this moral religion where you know, God has made it so that we have the means, by His grace, to live right. And that is good. And indeed, our behavior is important. But the whole idea of, of what the cross is really all about is the fact that in and of ourselves and through our behavior, we couldn't get ourselves right with God. We were separated from God uh, because of sin, because, you know, right from the beginning, Adam and Eve eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and there was nothing we could do to get ourselves right with that. But you know when that happened, Cap, when Adam and Eve ate from the wrong tree, God didn't start hating them. God, you know, he was walking in the garden, you know, looking for them, looking for his daily walk with them, and uh, they were the ones that were hiding in shame. God still loved them, and God even still pursued them. And and he proved that, at least in my eyes, he proved that with the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. To me, that's the ultimate example that shows how God pursued us, he loved us, and he never uh, wanted for mankind to be away from him or apart from him. So he himself, in his passionate love for us, made the way for us to be right with him again. Well, and I know there's a there's a verse that I've I've heard you quote before, Joel, and I, I believe it's in 
I don't know if you have it or not, or if I need to pull it up, but it's uh, in Second Corinthians. Yeah, Second uh, Corinthians. Yeah, do you have that one? Yeah, the uh, it's I love this Second Corinthians five where all it's, it's you know we we've talked a lot of times Cap about Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed. Behold, all things have become new. And that is a wonderful thing. Uh, but Paul goes on, and, and we've talked a lot about that before. And so, you know, check back some of our past programs about this wonderful thing that all all things, old things have, been, have passed away. All things have become new in Christ. Now he says, uh, Paul says in verse 18, 2 Corinthians 5, 18, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself, through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, not imputing their trespasses against them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting our sins against us, and that's the message that we have. And so it's a, it's a wonderful thing that our sins aren't counted against us. And why is it? It's because God loved us so much. Well, and, you know, along those lines, like what you were just talking about there in Second uh, Corinthians, um, in First John chapter 2, verse 2, this is the New Revised Standard Version, but it says this, He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. You know, sometimes we get the idea that Jesus died for the sins of the believer, but some of what you've just already mentioned in combination with this one from 1 John 2, 2, uh, he is the atoning sacrifice of sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And yeah, Cap, you're starting to scare some people out there, I know, because... <laughs> Uh, you guys are talking about universal salvation. No, we're not. You know, take a look at the words that are being spoken here. It's true that Christ died for the sins of everybody. Everybody, there is nobody whose sins are being counted against them. And that's, you know, there's there's those two scriptures that we shared, and then there's other things in the Bible, of course, to say that too. The, the difference or the issue is not that people need to get their sins taken away because Christ came to bear the sins of the whole world. The issue is, do you believe that and have you received the free gift of life? That is salvation, you know, salvation, eternal life. Jesus said it's to know God and it's to know Jesus Christ and, and that's what eternal life is. But we can't have eternal life. We can't have the the life that Jesus came to give us, the resurrected life without this first thing having happened, our sins having been taken away. In a sense, that was the prerequisite for salvation, is to have our sins forgiven and to have our sins taken away. And now in Christ, as we believe and receive this life, then we have eternal life. But the, the, but the point is that we're trying to talk about here today is that because of God's great love for all of mankind, for the whole world, he took the sins of the world away. Well, and that's an important thing. Like what you were reading in 2 Corinthians 5, Joel, where God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. You mentioned it's because of his great love for us, and certainly that's true. But another reason why he uh, can get away with not counting our sins against us anymore is because they no longer exist. Mm -hmm. And I know that's going to be hard for a lot of people to swallow, but I, I just said it in a, in a different way than you did. They've been taken away. Remember, John the Baptist 
the introduction to Jesus, here comes the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And of course, something we probably won't have time for during this program is some, some scriptures in Hebrews that we could cover that, that would also line up with that, the fact that the, the sins of all mankind were dealt with at the cross, past, present, and future. That's an important thing. I hadn't been taught that most of my Christian life. I was taught that I was forgiven up to now, and anything I did from this point forward, I was kind of on my own. But if I did mess up, uh, Joel, I could always just tell God about it, and he would forgive me somehow. And we've got a lot of programs on that in the past, too, in our archives you can check out. But the, the point is, God, he, he's just and he's fair. He's able not to count our sins against us because they've been dealt with, they have been taken away. Uh, not only has forgiveness been provided, um, but the sins have been taken away and they no longer exist. Remember, our sins are not covered by the blood of Jesus. That was like an Old Testament atonement. The blood of the bulls and goats, the blood of animals, they would cover our sin. But in Christ, our sins weren't just covered, they were literally taken away. Um, uh, so I just wanted to try and clarify where we were coming from there. Yeah, and that's good. That's really good. And, and the whole idea that that we're we want to share the good news with people. And so when we when we read uh, this from Second Corinthians five, where it says, "Now that's the ministry that we've been given." You know, God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So our ministry, our job that we get, to, you know, so to speak, that we get to do. The message that we get to share with unbelievers, with sinners all around the world, is that God has taken your sins away. God has God is not counting your sins against you. And so, repent, as we've shared in the last few uh, weeks, and believe the good news. That's the ministry of reconciliation. Paul, you know, because Paul does say here. We are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So first off, God has reconciled us to himself. He's not counted our sins against us. Now, be reconciled to God. And how do we do that? We are reconciled to God by simply receiving, you know, believing the good news and receiving this uh, this wonderful message of God's grace and his acceptance of us. You know, again, God never turned his face away from humanity. God was always working for the benefit of mankind. We see some things in the Old Testament. We see some, some things where we turn our heads and go, huh, but then when we look at the at the New Covenant, when we look at this New Testament, this whole new way, we understand that some, those things were done for a reason, but God was always, his purpose, his reason was always to redeem mankind on his own. God was going to do this by himself. It was never going to be anything that we could do in and of ourselves. And so we've got to trust this wonderful message that God has not counted people's sins against them, but that he, rather he has put all of the sins on Jesus Christ himself. Jesus bore them. And now what's left is to uh, receive and believe the good news. Yeah, well put, Joel, because and I, I have the, uh, the picture of the father running to the son. Remember the prodigal son story? The father running to the son, <laughs> um, not running away, not to putting his arm out saying stop right there, uh, but had his arms open wide and ran out to him, not, not even just waiting for, for the son to come to the door. God didn't just have the door open wide with the red mm -hmm. carpet rolled out. God ran down to him. And uh, that's how God reacts toward us, all of us, uh, all people, and not just Christians. Because everyone, ha through Christ, has been accepted and is loved 
And I think next week we'll be able to talk a little bit more about God's acceptance toward us that we weren't able to get into today. And uh, another subject we want to get into is uh, where did dinosaurs come from? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not going to do it. And, and, and where is the missing link? You know, stuff <laughs> like that. But there's right. all kinds of things that we're going to get into. <laughs> Controversial stuff. <laughs> no, but really, yeah, indeed. We'll continue on with this talk of God's unconditional love and his acceptance and the fact that he's taken our sins away. And I, there's some words of Jesus here that I, I'll just end with, and maybe we can pick up on this. We'll, we'll see how it goes next time. But Jesus was talking in Luke 6, and I won't read the whole passage here, but what Jesus ends up saying in Luke 6.35, he's talking about people loving your enemies, do good, lend to others, hoping for nothing in return. And then Jesus says, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. God is kind to the unthankful. God is kind to evil people. That's something that doesn't really fit in the mold of a lot of what Christianity is about these days. And so hopefully we can understand that God is very kind. And, you know, whether a person is walking around as an unthankful person or an evil person or whatever, God is kind. God has taken their sins away through the cross of Jesus Christ. And all that's left is, is to receive it and to believe the good news. Again, we'll pick this up again next week. And thanks for joining us this week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.